Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. You're listening to The Healing Catalyst, episode number three. Hi, everyone. It's so great to be back with you on The Healing Catalyst podcast for this third episode. I hope all of you are feeling really well. I know I am. It's summer here in Chicago and the weather has turned, so it's a beautiful time of the year. Um, I always joke with people that if we had this kind of weather all year round in Chicago, everyone would want to live here because it's such a beautiful city. And the summertime has really gotten me thinking about transitions, uh, seasonal transitions from spring to summer, but also just transitions in life. I know that in the past few months, I've had a lot of transitions happen for me. Both my children went away to college. Back in the fall, we were empty nesters, and then we weren't because they came back after COVID. Uh, But my older son, Zane, actually just graduated from college, and he moved back to Chicago to take a job and just moved into his first apartment. And that's a big transition. It's a big life transition to go through. And it's not something that has happened just overnight. It's been a gradual process, obviously, over a few weeks, few months. And that's really very similar to a lot of things in life. Um, transitions happen slowly, but they do happen and we have to adjust. So I'm adjusting to a new life as being more of a, more of an advisor and not a mom as much anymore and not having that role because now I've launched my child into the world. So transitions come for everybody and it's the same thing in life. You know, Ayurveda is known as the science of life, right? And so I think that it's truly a manual for life in the sense that it reflects what happens in life, the transitions. And so in Ayurveda, it says that we should transition from one season to the next. And that's really so that we can have optimal, vibrant health. So what does that really mean to have a transition? Well, the definition of a transition is that it's a process or period of changing from one state or condition to another. And in nature, those transitions are marked by the spring and autumn equinox, and then the summer and winter solstices. But it's also a change in weather that we have. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we have a pretty marked change in weather. We go from winter to spring to summer to fall. And thinking about the seasons this year, what dawned on me is that we actually didn't have a transition from winter to spring. And that's because we were all stuck inside because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We actually didn't have a chance to transition from winter to spring. And it's showing up 
in a lot of health issues for people. People are having a lot of physical health issues, a lot of emotional health issues. People are feeling very sluggish. They're feeling lethargic. Uh, their routines have been interrupted. They haven't been able to get outside. And now all of a sudden in the summer, we can sort of pick up where we left off. But the point here is that in Ayurveda, transitioning from one season to the other in terms of how we live our lives, our lifestyle, our diet, the types of movement we do, everything that we do, we need to shift it from one season to the next. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we didn't have the opportunity to do that this year from winter to spring. So in Ayurveda, there is the belief that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. So what is outside of us is also inside of us. Specifically, when we're talking about seasonal changes or seasonal transitions, the best way to think about this is to think about the weather or the specific seasons, right? Winter, spring, summer, fall, and sort of what is going on in nature, what's going on in the weather, that's going to be reflected inside of us as well. So the way to think about the seasonal transitions or what's going on is to think about the qualities of each season. The idea here is that in a season, whatever the qualities are of that season, those are the qualities that will start to build over the season within us as well. Now, the point here is that by the end of the season, if we don't transition, we will have those accumulated qualities within us, which then show up as signs and symptoms that cause problems. So for example, in the late winter and early spring, the qualities of the elements of water and earth predominate, and that's the months of February to May. Those qualities are ones that will accumulate over the late winter and early spring months. So from February to May, these are the qualities that will start to accumulate, those of water and earth, which are moistness, cool, heavy, and sort of a stable, sluggish, sort of stagnant quality. And if we don't adjust from that season, those qualities, and start to eliminate them or balance them, we'll actually have signs and symptoms that will show up. That's why usually in the spring, a lot of people will have allergies, have excess mucus, have cough, and they'll have some congestion. They might also have a very low mood or depression. That's because those qualities have accumulated and they haven't eliminated them and transitioned from winter to spring. So using the golden principle in Ayurveda, which is like increases like and opposites reduce, to eliminate that accumulation that happened from late winter and early spring as we move more into spring-summer would be to cultivate the opposite qualities of dry, warm, light, and mobile. So how do we do that? There's three ways in Ayurveda that I always talk about, the three areas of remedy that we can use. Those are routines or intelligent routines, not just any routines, but intelligent routines that are based on these Ayurvedic principles, diet, and tools of yoga. Let's go through each of what you would do to transition from winter to spring. The first thing that you would do for routines is really to add more vigor and movement, right? So we are increasing that quality of movement because we've already had a lot of stability and sluggishness that's coming from that excess water and earth that's accumulated in winter. 
So if we add some vigor and movement, so we're getting outside, we're adding more walks to our day, sort of shaking off the heaviness of winter and adding a, quote, spring into our step, right? That's what we want to do with our routines. That also might mean that we're waking up a little bit earlier because the sun is starting to rise a little bit earlier. So the days are getting longer, slowly, slowly, slowly from the darkness of the winter. So we're going to start waking up with the sun as well. The second area that we can make adjustments in is our diet, right? So nature always gives us what we need. It's much more intelligent than we are. So if we just follow what nature is providing, we'll know what to eat. And that's the whole idea of eating seasonally. So what does that mean exactly? Well, we're going to be eating foods that aid in elimination. And those are the things that are provided by nature, things that are bitter, light, and astringent. So that's lots of greens, sprouts, kale, mustard greens, collard, chard, asparagus, cabbage, lots of cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower. In addition, we can use warming spices, right, to warm up our food. Those would be cinnamon and ginger, black pepper, garlic, cloves. Those are all things that are going to aid in elimination and adding some heat, which is the opposite of cool. That is the quality that's accumulated. The third area that we can transition in are the tools of yoga. So again, we want to add some vigor. So we can do more vigorous exercise where we get our heart rate up, vigorous walks, maybe some running. The other thing that we can do as far as yoga, like asana, would be vinyasa flow, more of a dynamic movement from one pose to the other, or dynamic movement within one pose, going back and forth in and out of one single pose. In addition, as far as breath practice goes, we want to have an inhale-focused breath, where we're lengthening the inhale part of the breath. That's activating and heating. Again, we want to increase that quality of mobility to counterbalance the stagnation and stability that we've had from winter, early spring. Basically, what we're trying to do is to increase the flow of energy or prana through our system. Let's move on to summer and early fall. So summer is the element of fire and water, and those are the months of June through September. The qualities of fire and water are hot, sharp, oily, and mobile. And so again, these qualities will start to accumulate over summer and into early fall. If we're not continually counterbalancing these qualities throughout summer, they will start to build up more and more by the end of summer. If we don't balance them, we're going to have signs and symptoms such as acne or rashes. That's actually heat. If you can picture it, it's actually heat, fire that's trying to escape the body quite literally, and it's showing up as acne and rashes on the skin. You'll have things like GI issues such as acid reflux or diarrhea. You might have an increase in your injuries, especially if you're an athlete who does a lot of running in the summer. And then as far as your mood goes, you'll find that you're more and more angry and more and more irritable. So applying the golden principle, right? Opposites will reduce. So we want to cultivate the opposite qualities of cool, dull, dry, and stable. How do we do that? Well, let's start with routines, intelligent routines that are based on this principle. The first thing would be to really just beat the heat. Stay out of the sun. You don't want to be outdoors in the blazing sun in the hours from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
because all you're going to do is increase the amount of fire that's within you. So you really want to, as far as your routines go, adjust them so that you're indoors during the hottest times of the day. As far as diet goes, look at what's available in nature. What's available in nature is pretty much all of the fruits and vegetables you can think of. And usually they have a higher water content and a lot more sugar in them. Again, that's to help the body cool down. The tastes that are available in the foods in the summer are bitter, sweet, and astringent. So things like citrus, berries, watermelon, and all other kinds of melons. We're also thinking about celery, cucumber, lettuces, and squashes, all with a higher water content. We also want to use more cooling spices such as cilantro, mint, aloe vera, coriander, and fennel. So that's how we would adjust our diet. And the third area of remedy is the tools of yoga. A few things that you can do is really to slow down just a little bit. I know that people want to be outside in the nice weather, doing all kinds of activity, but it's really important to make sure you balance that with periods of slowness. Now, one thing I will say is that especially for all of us after this year, having skipped from winter to summer and not having that springtime where we could gradually get outside, everybody wants to be outside all the time. We have to be a little careful. We can do that, and that's important so that we can sort of get rid of that excess mucus that might be hanging around for some of us, right? Some people are experiencing more respiratory issues, allergies, coughs. That's because there's that excess mucus that's still hanging around from late winter, early spring that we really didn't have a chance to eliminate because we kind of skipped that whole season right into summer. So it's okay to get outside and really uh, increase the vigor and activity, but you want to make sure that we also uphold sort of the transition into summer and make sure that you balance that with times of rest and playfulness where it's not so vigorous because otherwise we'll end up with a lot of heat, a lot of fire by the end of the summer. And that will show up as the signs that we already talked about, which is increased fire trying to come out of the body in any way, which is acne, rashes, GI issues, anger, irritability. And so then let's move into late fall or winter, right? Late fall and winter is really the elements of air and space. And those are the months of October through February. The qualities that will accumulate slowly over this time are cool, dry, light, and mobile. And so the signs and symptoms that might show up are dry skin, constipation, insomnia, worry, and anxiety. And so again, we have to apply the golden principle and cultivate the opposite qualities to reduce those qualities and therefore support our health. Those qualities would be warm, moist, heavy, and oily, also stable or stability. Again, intelligent routines, well, really the most important thing to do at this time is to have a routine. When we get into early fall and winter, the most important thing that we can do is to have some regularity in our routines. The best way to do that is with the time that we sleep, the time that we wake, and then the times that we're eating our meals. So make sure that you're doing those at regular times every day. As far as our diet goes, you want to make that a little more sweet, salty, and sour. Again, look at what nature is providing us. It has root vegetables, potatoes, carrots, squashes, turnips, 
We want to increase the amount of oils and fats in our foods and even nuts. Those all have those qualities of heaviness and stability and some oiliness, warmth. Warm cooked foods are really important at this time of the year. And then adding warming spices such as garlic, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. As far as the tools of yoga at this time, we want to do more of an exhale-focused breath, and that's really to calm down and get us going inward. Exhaling is calming. As far as meditation, we want to meditate upon things that have more heaviness and solidness to them, more earth, mountains, roots of trees. Even a gratitude meditation would be a really good thing at this time. So again, to review how we think about the seasonal transitions in Ayurveda is that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. What's happening outside of us is also happening inside of us. And so if we can take that into consideration, we can support our health and avoid going into dis-ease or illness. The qualities of the season will accumulate over that season. And by the end of the season, if we haven't done a good job of balancing them throughout, we're going to have signs and symptoms that sort of go along with that accumulation. And finally, the ways to remedy these accumulations is to have shifts in three areas, our routines, intelligent routines, our diet, and the tools of yoga. Now, there's one last thing I want to talk about because I always like to introduce a new practice that you might want to consider. The new practice I'd love for you to consider doing is something called forest bathing. And I'm talking about this specifically as we're going into summer because we can spend more time outside. Forest bathing was a Japanese practice called Shinrin-yoka, which literally means taking in the forest. And that just means that having more time in nature is very beneficial for the body, mind, and spirit. According to Ayurveda, prana, or the life force energy, comes from three sources, the air, the earth, and the sun. So when we're in nature, we actually have access to all three sources of prana, especially when we're near plants or trees. And so the idea of forest bathing is something that is not just in the Japanese culture, but it's also in Ayurveda. So try and spend some time every day in nature. Just 10 minutes is enough to have profound and positive effects on your mind and body. Okay, I've given you a ton of information today. I hope that it's helpful as you transition into the summer months. Thanks for joining me, and I will see you on the next episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. Until next time, be well. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way, you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. 
And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at Avanti Kumar Singh, and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing, because healing starts within. This episode was produced by Dante32.